0: Welcome to Movies Are Life. This is your host, Nathan Chandler. And today we are talking about Jordan Peele's new thriller, Nope. So I've been a big fan of Jordan Peele ever since I saw his first movie, Get Out, in a theater in San Angelo, Texas. I was in San Angelo on a freelance video project and we were filming at a military base. Because it's San Angelo and in West Texas, It's very hot there. So the day started early and they ended early. So we were left with an evening with no schedule. So the only thing to really do in San Angelo on a weeknight was to go to the movies. I remember that week we went and saw Logan, but I had to convince him to see Get Out because he didn't know much about Jordan Peele. I had a feeling that it was a movie that was definitely going to be something to talk about that year. I couldn't have predicted how popular (laughs) Get Out uh, became and how much of an impact it had on the movie culture and pop culture. I mean, Jordan Peele started a new genre, the social thriller. So when the second movie came out, Us, I knew I had to see it in the theater. And I actually saw it in the theater with today's guest, Matt Mungle. I've known Matt for a long time. We actually met each other when we were in Dallas. He reviews movies. He's talked about movies for a really long time. Uh, As I said and thought about it, I realized that Jordan Pill is probably the only filmmaker/ director whose films I've seen in the theater every time and as much as I enjoyed this one and his other two previous films, I think this is a streak that I can keep going. just so you know we do talk about the movie as if you've seen it before. Matt and I we didn't get into too many big spoilers but we do talk about it as if you've seen it before. Just keep that in mind as you head into this conversation. okay let's join Matt. So did you, did you go see Nope, uh, with somebody or are you with your, by yourself?
1: Uh, I went with Caden, our okay. daughter. Yes. You know, who's, she's 22. Um, yeah. and she, yeah, her, she's kind of my, my go-to theater person. So we kind of see a lot of movies together, especially now that she's back with us for a while, uh, before she moves. Um, cause Kimberly doesn't like to see a lot of movies in the theater
0: yeah and I don't really
1: I mean sometimes I'll go by myself, but now that Katie's here, yeah, we've been seeing it so so yeah, her and I went just on a random Tuesday night to check it out yeah, so
0: what what did you think about it, but what I'm interested to see how she felt about it as well
1: you know it's funny we came out of there and she's like that was really good, and I was like. <sighs> was it (laughs) so i was like i was like yeah I was like you know i i appreciated some things about it and then i'm kind of like like you know you do probably i was like well what would you like about it what was it that and she just loved the the aspect of the story and the and the the character development and just some of the just how it spoke to to kind of the culture of today and some of the things that were going on and being a filmmaker obviously she would gravitate toward that whole aspect of Mm -hmm. While you know making a film in the middle of some sort of catastrophic event, you know, what would that be like? So, yeah, so she really liked it. Um, not so much, yeah. I didn't hate it, I love Jordan Peele. I know we're going to get into it, but I just, just the first initial reaction coming out of it, I was like, eh, I don't really get it, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, you didn't get the story or just the like response that other people have had towards it?
1: I, You know, and it's funny because I think I'm the only person that didn't like it. Everybody I've talked to has been like, Oh, it was so good. It was so good. I just didn't, I think maybe, and I kind of went back in my own head. It's like, well, I'm trying to think of any sci-fi film that I've really liked uh, other than like alien or something, you know, from, from the eighties, but anything that delves with that whole, you know, from another planet, how do we relate to it? I, yeah. I think I just kind of check out on that sort of storyline. Yeah. Like yeah. there was a lot that Jordan Peel did in this one, um, mixing in some elements of the of the of the chimpanzee storyline. That was to me was my favorite part. It was like mm-hmm. you should have just stuck on that more. <laughs> right. Um and then the interaction, you know, uh with some of the, the family members, the family dynamic I liked. I just I just didn't I didn't ever latch on to the whole extraterrestrial part of it okay yeah it never never clicked with me at all yeah
0: and i i can understand that somewhat because i've always considered myself i'm not someone who's a big sci-fi fan um the whole notion of aliens has never really captured my attention um and i say that but then i I look back at certain things I, um, have watched and (laughs) I I have watched a lot of like sci-fi things before and stuff. Um, and so, uh, and I knew that he was going into this realm a little bit as more and more of the trailers like popped up and stuff like that. But, um, even though I don't connect to that necessarily, I think I just got wrapped up into the like suspense part of it. Um, um, and so I, I can see where you're coming from because the mystique of it all, that doesn't necessarily, you know, I would never take the time to set up like a security system to keep an eye on the clouds for, you know, I have I have too many other things going on in my life to worry about something like that. So, um, but I, I, I really just dug into the, um, just into the story aspect of like, the the discovery like from point a to point b like like how are they can get out of this situation you know um i i was just along for that ride but i i can see that uh that connection yeah i you know like i grew up on et just like everybody else but you know i i just um i like the movie for like what it was but not necessarily the whole like fascination about life (laughs) life in (laughs) another world
1: Right. And for me, and maybe, maybe this was you too, like they could have taken the extraterrestrial part out of it and just been about this brother sister trying to keep this legacy alive that their father had in this little town of, you know, being a a horse trainer in in the, in the movies. And then anything could have happened. It didn't have to be extraterrestrial. Something could have happened that they would have to come together and form a bond and, and a united front against something Mm -hmm. that to me was more, um, intriguing than having to you know what is this in the cloud and you know what does it want from us and what what is it doing and how is it feeding and that to me just kind of distracted me from the the personal dynamic that was going on
0: yeah yeah for you and I think um you know I think there's kind of a certain mind frame that now that this is Jordan Peele's third film I know for me you know, you kind of go in uh, expecting some kind of social camp, uh, social commentary, especially, you know, get out for sure. You know, and I think even the term social thriller has been thrown out there. And I would say um, and part of the reason I want to have you on because uh, I don't know if you remember, we actually saw us uh, together. We went to the theater <laughs> to see that. So I, I knew that that's part of the reason I want to have you on because I knew we saw that movie. And even though I haven't seen it since then, I remember it kind of provided that commentary. I would say this third one, kind of in a good way, um, it, There, there's some little sprinkles of that, but more so it, it really wasn't about... he. To me, he didn't have a super bigger type of commentary. He was trying... There were little tidbits of that a little bit, especially in the way that the family uh, relate to the film industry. I don't think there was... Um, It wasn't an accident that like, especially at the beginning with the green screen test and stuff like that, like, you know, uh, this family is the only black that like the whole production crew was a white crew. But for the most part, I thought this movie was about, you know, about this UFO and this family more so than the social commentary. And I thought that was kind of a good thing for him, I think maybe for him he could <laughs> kind of shy away from that a little bit and now for his fourth film i think more people might be not having so much uh, expectations going into like being challenged on a deeper level do, do you know what i mean by that
1: no i absolutely do and and i hate i hate comparing filmmakers um and and i try not to do this in the, in the conversations that i've had but it reminds me of m night shyamalan and how right. he started out like His Sixth Sense was sort of Jordan Peele's get out. It like blew our minds. It was like, and then after that, we had this, we expected certain things. Like you said, we expected, but then I felt like I got really frustrated with M. Night because he would release a trailer and it was almost a bait and switch. He would like offer up this, what was going to be like with the village. He offered this movie that was, the trailer made it sound like it was going to be horrifying. It was going to be this terrible, just edge of your seat, scared to death. And then it wasn't. And I found that M. Knight was trying to he was a great storyteller, but he was like he was offering something we didn't get. And I felt like this with Jordan Peele. I felt like that for this movie, we were offered something and I was expecting something totally different. Um, And and not to get into too many spoilers, but the scene toward the beginning where he's in the barn and the the little creatures kind of show up that to me, I was like, oh, man, we're in for a ride now. This is cool. This that was the most one of the most terrifying moments of the film. And then they pull the rug out from under, and you're like, oh, that's what it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Almost yeah. like an M Night would do with the village. It's like, you know, it's it, it, I don't know. It, so I, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling the same sensations with Jordan Peele that I used to feel with M Night. And I don't want to do that because I obviously don't want to compare the two. They're both amazing storytellers. Yeah. Um, so, my question to you on that front, did you like signs from huh? M Night?
0: Oh yeah, no, I did for sure. Now once again, it's been a while since I didn't, I've seen yeah. that.
1: Yeah, yeah, And Signs is one of those that's like one of the, and again, dealing with extraterrestrials, and that's always usually one of the, people who love M Night love that movie. I did not like Signs. Yeah. I was like there was nothing about it that I engaged with. I understand the the dynamic of the story, this man who loses his wife and is struggling, but it was the same feeling. So it's it's weird how those two directors parallel for me. With yeah. their films. It's like, here you have an extraterrestrial movie. Science was extraterrestrial. So then I come back to myself and maybe I just don't like extraterrestrial <laughs> films. Maybe that's me personally. That's not my jam.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe so. Yeah. Um, I, I did think that he was having a lot, um, a lot to say kind of about current technology and past technology especially when it comes into um the way movies present themselves uh, for sure um I, I thought i thought it was real funny at the beginning where basically they kick him out because you know his horse uh maybe it was lucky was that the horse uh, the first one yeah, lucky in general. But as they were walking up the studio, I I just laughed at that like green screen horse that was being carted in. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. But I think I think he, he was having trying having a lot to say just about like how we, you know, this w- most of this movie is set like on a ranch. It, you know, it's barren. Um, But them having to kind of resort to old school tactics, uh, you know, uh, especially the old school film to get, you know, to get the images that they wanted to get, um, you know, especially bringing in the, you know, the the seasoned cinematographer, that sort of thing. So I kind of enjoyed his little takes on just, you know, how how we view the past and then how much we have to we rely on. Um, current technology to get through things and I think you know ultimately almost showing that this world is kind of a you know almost like a dog eat dog type of world you know you you can have all your fancy gadgets but it all comes down to like survival of the fittest (laughs) type (laughs) type of thing so um and yeah and I as much as I liked uh why don't you can you hit a little bit on this, you know, basically the Gordy story aspect of it? Uh, I, I Like you, I really enjoyed that kind of deep dive into this um, connection between this old TV show and things gone awry. And then, you know, I, I, I liked it in one sense and I can see what the connection was he was trying to make between the two, but also... Um, maybe similar into that little kind of jump scare moment that you were talking about and further reflection. I, I don't know if it was kind of felt like a bait and switch type of thing because um, it, in a way it did feel, I see the connection that it kind of felt like two different movies a little bit. Did you, did you feel like that?
1: I did. Uh, and again, the whole Gordy part of that was to me that the most uh, visceral and that made me the most uncomfortable. Like I was really scared. Scared in those moments because you have this this animal doing this and yeah, there was a disconnect. Um, I, like I wanted that feeling that I got in those moments, I wanted through the entire film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're right, I felt like we had two different things going on. It's like, okay, you're going to lull us with this, this kind of dramatic, very slow, low dialogue film that takes place on this ranch and then you're going to cut to this just chaotic scene on this TV set with this murder and this just ravaged savagery it was like it was like your your emotions were like caught off guard by it and it's almost like he used that in a way to to sort of keep us on edge to keep us off balance a little bit like we yeah. didn't know when that was going to come and when it did come it was there um to me that was just some of the most brilliant parts of the film yeah. were, we're during those moments and like I said I wanted to and I don't know if it had a reverse effect on me that because of what I felt during those scenes, I wanted that in other places, too. And I didn't get it. Yeah. And that's and like you said with the bait and switch, it's like, OK, that's that's what I want. That's what I felt like I was offered. And that's not what I'm getting 100 percent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, the I mean, the opening shot, um, I just thought was like one of the best uh, opening shots I've seen in a movie in a long time. And, uh, especially after that first scene, you know, I was kind of like, Oh, okay, here, you know, here we go. Uh, but then, you know, as far as like, I guess, you know, Tightening your seatbelt, so to speak, like you—you you definitely start to loosen it <laughs> further and further as you go in the movie, and definitely to the aspect that I've told people, because even fans who might not be as huge Jordan Pill fans, I've—I've I've talked to some people and they're like, "Oh, I—I I don't, I don't know, uh, you know, I'm not a big horror movie fan," and I've told them, I was like, "It's actually really not a horror movie at all, like." my wife she does not like horror movies and this is one where i'm like no you could you could watch it you know for the suspense uh type of storytelling now you know i don't know uh you know i I don't know if this is maybe an attempt to maybe broaden his audience a little bit more you know uh that kind of tactic but yeah um definitely the moment that you're talking about got the biggest kind of I wasn't in a completely full theater, but there were a lot of people there and it kind of a, a, a funny laugh <laughs> <It> came, <laughs> you know, came from it and stuff like that. And I think that it was that moment that you're discussing is what people are really expecting. But um I think maybe the overall positive reaction of the movie um as a whole for people um Maybe they just didn't hinge onto that moment as much, <laughs> as much <laughs> as we did, you know. So uh, right, right. Yeah. And even in re- reflection, I mean, in the moment, in the moment, I liked, um, I kind of liked the cutting back and forth and stuff like that. But kind of after it's over and thinking about it as a storytelling device, I, you know, they had kind of all the chapter breaks, so to speak, with the names of the, the horses, and then for the reflection, I, I just, I don't really know what those moments really served really um do you know what i mean by that I, i'm like I, I don't know i if somebody quizzed me like how many chapters there were or like I, I i really don't know i don't know if it was just to give us like a little pause or whatever like that but i didn't think any of the horses personalities were built up enough for me to remember those those moments
1: yeah same and i want to rewatch it at home where I can really just kind of to focus on it. I mean, even though singing in the theaters where movies need to be seen, um, sometimes at home I can sort of look for stuff that I'd missed and and sort of because uh, going back to I saw it with Katie and one thing Katie brought up and I don't know looking back on it I I can't really connect the dots, but she said it reminded her of the whole four horsemen of the apocalypse, like mm-hmm. the horses represented the four horsemen mentioned in in, in Revelation and what they brought in. what and I was like well, I don't really I'm going to go back and watch the horses and see what color they were like, really Mm. focus on how they looked like, and that might be a stretch, but that was something she took from it that she thought was kind of interesting. Like maybe that's why the horses were so relevant, but it was very subtle. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Did, um, did you? I, I thought overall, like, I, I really enjoyed the performances of everybody. Did you? Did you connect to the actors and actresses in this film? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I've always loved Kiki Palmer since she was a young actress. Um, um, See, so yeah, I wasn't. I, I'm not as super familiar.
0: I was even looking at her IMDb kind of before this. I just had not seen her uh, very much and stuff. And I, I was pretty blown away by her performance. I, I thought she was really good in this.
1: Yeah, and and she's grown a lot because I, I think she's on my radar because I interviewed her a couple times when she was young and she was like you said she's never done anything huge films, but she's done some some smaller films and. Uh, I just rem- so she's always kind of been on my radar for that, um, but yeah I thought she was great in this and Daniel Galuya dude I've always just been in his camp man he is he is probably one of the most dynamic actors when he does nothing. I know like nobody does nothing like Daniel
0: does. He really does. Just and I can't think of another like current actor right now that can portray so much uh, on screen emotion wise as he does. It's like um, I mean, he's even you're like naturally drawn to him, but like. You know, it's kind of funny. I don't know if he would do the like best hang ever, like in a social situation. I don't know with the personality, you know, but like even the moment where he's like in the truck, basically waiting out a a scenario, you know, just like he doesn't say much, but I mean, you just you you feel you're with him along the ride with just in his eyes and his expressions. And it's pretty amazing. Can you think
1: of another actor like like him? I can't not with what he does. Like there's there's obviously a lot of actors who can convey emotion with, you know, in a moment, you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio's of the world and you know people who are in a moment and can hang in that moment. John Malkovich, people like that. But but Daniel is the only one I've ever seen that it's almost like I, I, I want to give him a hug because I feel like he's in a movie and all of a sudden it looks like he goes to some some place in his life that's making him really sad. And he forgets he's acting for a second. Mm-hmm. He's just reflecting on something that's just really weighing on him. And it just comes out in, in full force, whether he's happy, whether he's sad, whether he's scared, whether he's anxious, whatever, it's like he goes somewhere and I don't know where he goes, but man, he, it's just his eyes. He just kind of looks he, like he's looking through everything. It's like, he doesn't see anything in, in his, in his peripheral vision or anything. And he's just like in the moment and you're right. I I can't think of anybody. I mean, is there anybody comes to mind for you, but I don't have anybody.
0: No, no. And I I think he, he, in this movie, just uh, it's hard to find like such like introverted main characters, Um, you know, especially we just kind of equate, you know, movies with a lot of dialogue and that sort of thing. And so to me, I feel like that connection can definitely uh, be made with just, the more quiet type personality. And I really appreciated the writing of this and being able to bring a character to life um, who's relatable, but really not having to lean on dialogue, you know, to carry a lot of that. And I like the brother sister dynamic because um, I, I don't know if you have any siblings, but, uh, I, I would say me and my sister are quite the opposite personalities. A lot of families I've met, like, you know, even my two daughters, their, you know, their personalities are completely different. And so I, I liked that aspect of this movie and how the two uh, played off of each other. I thought it was really good. And I think also had, I mean, just those kind of real life fights that you have with your siblings, but also being able to care for each other and support one another just as quickly. I I really liked that, that dynamic that was uh, featured in this movie. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Same because, because it's like, you know, we have, I'm an only child, but I have cousins who I grew up with who were like siblings and no matter how bad we fought, there was always that bond that we knew would never break. There was always that that connection that no matter what happens to us, we're, we're, we're together in this like we're going to fight, but we're, on, we're still together. And I felt like that. And, and going back to what you said about the writing, I think it was really said a lot for, for how Jordan trusted Daniel, that he would create a character that, that doesn't say much and then trust Daniel to be able to, to be in the moment without having to say anything. So I think there was obviously a lot of trust from both sides. And that, um, because I'm kind of that way as, as an introvert, I, I don't think in, in in that situation Daniel was in, I'd be thinking about things, but I, I wouldn't just be chatty box. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. be just talking about everything. So he was reflecting a lot, and I mean, he just watched his father die in this horrible way, and so I mean, now now this all is going on. So obviously the weight of the, he's feeling a lot of weight, and you get that from from Daniel perfectly. And this, and I think that's the one, if anything was a glue, other than the horses, a glue for the movie <laughs> is probably his performance.
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. And I, I liked, I like the aspect of this movie that uh, there was never like someone who is, um, uh, I, I just like that you never questioned their relationship. Like nobody was trying to ditch the scenario. They were just in it together. And also with the other characters that like everybody was just kind of on board and you didn't have to worry, you know, there's always somebody in like in a horror movie or something where it's like, i got to get out of here. And then, you know, that sort of thing. So I, I, I enjoyed that aspect of like, we were just like in this moment with these characters, it wasn't so much how to get out of the situation, but how they were going to beat the situation. So um, what about the sub characters? Did you like the, uh, the character of angel, uh, I thought seeing Fry, I thought Fry's Electronics like went out of business. I don't know. I both, uh, uh, we were both used to live in the DFW area. I used to f- uh, frequent Fry's quite a bit. I don't know if you went there a lot, but I thought that company went under. But is do, you, do they still have
1: existence out in California? I guess so, because I was the same way. Because yeah, I went to that same big Fry's off six thirty-five. <laughs> you went to, and uh, <laughs> it was like the go-to for for ga- anything, wire gadgets, cords, anything. And so I was really, I thought at first it was a great homage to like the old school, because like you mentioned earlier about new technology versus old technology. Mm -hmm. And Fry's to me represents that old school mentality of when we, you know, before Amazon, when you couldn't just order a, you know, an adapter on Amazon, you had to go to Fry's and dig through a box and find it. So I, I really loved that. And then they talked about the aspect of All the fries, and maybe this is only in California, they they have a different theme. Like theirs was the spaceship theme. And like, I don't remember our fries having a theme.
0: (laughs) Did it? No, our theme was like, good luck trying to find somebody (laughs) to answer your question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I I really liked that whole aspect of fries because to me, like you, it just brought back a nostalgic part of technology. And then Angel was the, the comic relief. He was just great. He was just like this bored guy who doesn't want to be in retail and would rather be out in the field just meeting people and hooking stuff up, you know, yeah. and watching it work. So I appreciated I think he brought a great balance to it that uh they needed. They needed that kind of lighthearted what's this guy going to do next, you know. And, he, and just how he just just shows up all the time. He's yeah. <laughs> like uninvited and just shows up and they're like, well, "Okay, they're kind of accepting of him." So, yeah, I really appreciated that part of it. Yeah, and I'm trying to look right
0: now. I I forgot the kind of old-school cinematographer's uh, character's name.
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't remember his name either, but he he was good too.
0: Yeah, um, so his character, especially in the moment, I'm watching the movie, and it kind of hit me a little bit in the moment, especially with his character. But this movie remind you of any, like, another movie that's, like, a classic at all? But I... His character made me, uh, made me think of Quint from Jaws.
1: That, and, when you just asked that, that's the first yeah, thing I thought of. Yeah. was like, I didn't notice it at the yeah. time, but you're right.
0: And as I started to it even more, not that this is like a blatant ripoff of Jaws or trying to be, but I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like this UFO in the sky is like the shark. And then, you know, you have this like grizzled, grizzled veteran you know, who's kind of willing to sacrifice himself for, you know, the perfect shot. Um, I I don't know. I saw very, uh, very similar and also even how they build the presence of this, uh, you know, ship, which a a lot of people have done. Even we watched Elvis recently, they do the same thing. They kind of tease, the you know who what Elvis actually looks like even though we all know what <laughs> you know right. how Elvis looks like and stuff like that so anyway I kind of when I thought about it in this kind of like you know man versus nature uh type of story I was like oh this is, this is kind of like Charles a little bit, but, you know, and yeah. also Angel is the kind of, you know, know it all as far as the electronics and kind of, you know, he doesn't he reference going on to all these like blogs and already kind of having a, you know, understanding of, you know, uh, life out, out outside of there and stuff like that. So anyway, so especially what ends up, you know, happening to that character. I was like, Oh, that kind of, <laughs> kind of, yeah. kind of, kind of hit me to the similarities of that.
1: Yeah, so. I could see that, too. And and I like the fact, and you kind of mentioned this earlier about how, you know, we live by technology, die by technology, and they had to find a way. And And I, and I appreciated the the concept of the movie is, is, is I mean, our, our culture now is so social media. Everything is like, if the world doesn't see it, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like that, you know, they even touch the base, like there's all these UFO sites and we got to get on this site and we'll have the, the the most followers and the most views. And it's like how our culture is just so... Just fixated on that and what that means. And then, then to lose technology, but they still had the mindset that, you know, everybody's going to see this or it never happened. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, I mean, was that just a subtle thing or was that something you noticed as well? Oh, no. Yeah,
0: definitely. For sure. But then the cynical side of myself also is kind of (laughs) like, even if they get these proofs, like, are, you know, is this world actually gonna like accept their, you know, evidence of actually being real, you know? Uh, And so it's almost like, Thinking about that, they had this like big plan or whatever. But you know, in the back of your head, you're kind of like, I, I don't know if that's going to exactly go the, the way that you intended
1: to go. You know, but. exactly. And because I'm 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 the other way where like I'll watch something on TikTok and I'll show my wife and I'm like, look at this. She's like, you know, that's edited, right? I'm like, don't <laughs> run it, don't run it. It's real. It really happened. You it know. Really so happened. everything to me is like, if, well, if it's on the internet, it's got to be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's she's kind of like that mindset. Yeah. And so she would be the same way. She'd be like, that's not a real UFO, you know. That's probably some sort of green screen. And 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 you're right though, we can't really trust anything we see nowadays. Mm-hmm. We really can't. No,
0: no. Well, uh, you just say that uh it's a good segue into my movie musings moment. Movie musings. So you've touched on a little bit, and the first question I had for you is uh do you believe in aliens? Do you believe in, you know, that there's life, you know, outside
1: this universe? Um, I, I do. Uh, and only because, I mean, we we have only been able to touch on just a small glimpse of what our universe looks like. Um, I mean, the depth of our universe and, and solar systems and how big and, and broad it is. And I mean, and, and to be honest, as a believer, it's hard for me to think that an infinite space, we would be the only people there. It seems very elitist to me to mm. think that we're the only people in this universe. that we, we Our minds can't even fathom. Our minds can't even wrap around the depth and the distance and the in what's out there. And so I think there is. Now, whether they come back and they spy on us or they take us up in there, I don't know about all that. Yeah. But I, I just can't, I can't be so pious to think that I'm the I'm I'm the only creature on the only planet in the whole world the whole galaxy I just I just can't my mind just blows up when I think about it <laughs>
0: yeah I I'm kind of I'm I'm in the camp that I'm like I'm not fascinated by it uh especially and I think a, as the older I get I'm not really surprised by much anymore so if something happened I'd be like eh, yeah that tracks you know <laughs> if it, like <laughs> You know, to me, uh, uh, the human species right now is not doing a great job of like, you know, showing that we are the superior uh, intelligent life forms out there. <laughs> and so anyway, yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, there's just things that happen. Did I think the world would completely shut down for a couple of months? No, I did not predict that. So if somebody <laughs> was like, hey, is there an alien, you know, that here's this alien, I'd be like, oh. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Uh, uh, I, I, I feel like at this point, if they were gonna like, you know, attack us or whatever, you know, maybe they would have done it by now. Honestly, I think they like look at our world and say, you know, they're kind of destroying it themselves. They could, uh, they can have that world uh, <laughs> to themselves. Uh, so anyway, but I, I'm easily someone who like, um, if I hear a noise in the middle of the night, I, I very much, I'm like, Oh, that's just whatever. I I don't go into like, there's like you know, a creature or a Bigfoot or anything like that. I just kinda, I can easily go that's the wind or just whatever like that. So anyway, as, as much as, as much effort as they went into like figuring this thing out, I would, I would just move from the ranch, you know, so, you, know how, <laughs> yeah. you know,
1: you know how quick I'd sell that property. Uh, you know, so same. I'd be like, you know what? I, yeah. I'm going to just, California is a big state. I'm going to find another place. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, um, so uh, the, the second one I had for you um, is, um, do you trust monkeys?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> especially not now, um, you know, I don't, I don't trust. I mean, we, we are dog lovers. I have two dogs used to have a cat. I don't, other than that, I'm I'm not real big on ant trusting animals that, that aren't really supposed to be in that kind of environment. I mean, it's like, you know, you, you talk about people they go to the zoo and they want to jump in the monkey cage or, you know, or, or anything like that. I mean, these are animals that they don't, they don't understand the way we do and we don't understand them. So uh, I, and I don't blame them. I mean, I don't trust them and I, I don't feel comfortable around them, but I never would blame them for their reaction. That's that's what they do. It's like, you know, if some guy's out filming, taking pictures of grizzly bears and the grizzly bear attacks them and goes all re, reveling on them, you know, I'm just, I'm like, well, that's what the bear does. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't, I don't blame animals. And I think it's really sad when animals do attack and they're having to be put down because of the stupidity of humans. Right. But no, I don't trust monkeys. (laughs) They're fun to watch, man. I'll go to the zoo and watch them all day, but mm -mm. we're not hanging. Yeah.
0: Not that I had a plan to ever name uh, any kind of pet Gordy, but I think the name Gordy now is just, you know, it's just put up on a shelf. It's going to be a while before that name can be (laughs) used anymore. But yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know, all the parents who like, six months ago named their baby Gordy are like are you kidding me right now <laughs> um, uh, well and uh, the last question I have for you, uh,
0: just because you know you're you just surround yourself in this world but and you kind of talked about it a little bit but did you like uh, this movie um it's not entirely a movie about making movies, but did you like this kind of behind the scenes look
1: of the Hollywood world a little bit? I did. And again, that's I would have been fine if that was what the whole movie was. If it was about this family who had this history of uh, training animals in Hollywood and then how how you stay relevant with that and how, you know, now that the, the patriarch has died and you're trying to keep your business alive in a world of CGI. How do you bring a practical effects in? So, yeah, I really appreciated that part of it. And then like you, you touched on how once technology was gone, they had to revert to the old school way of filmmaking. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always a behind the scenes intrigued kind of a guy. So yeah, I, I really, I like that. Anytime I can get that feel in a film of, you know, a film within a film, mm-hmm. uh, I'm always on board.
0: Yeah. I, it made me real curious to like how much of this movie, uh, obviously there's uh special effects in it, but, uh, especially when it pertains to the actual horses in this movie. I, I wonder how much, you know, it gets harder and harder sometimes, you know, uh, telling the difference between like what's real and what's digital. I wondered how much, you know, there's definitely real horses that are in this movie, but I wondered how much he, relied just on real horses himself or how much you know how much he had to go back to the like cgi things to get certain things done so mm-hmm. i was i was curious about that a little bit so i feel like he's providing commentary but he definitely can't say he's the ultimate film purist and how he had to make this movie
1: yeah i don't think in this day and anybody can be 100 percent purist uh they're just i mean there's I mean, there's just easier ways to do things, and sometimes if you can do something easier and make it look better, you can't fault people for that, you know. Yeah. As long as it looks good, as long as I don't look at it and go, "Dude, that's total." I can see the strings. <laughs> I don't see the strings. That's the thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, but there there were some
0: particular elements where uh, where getting to kind of get an inside look of how this uh, UFO like operates. You know, some of those moments I felt like maybe were a little bit more. Uh, uh, just natural or uh, I, I like those kind of interesting looks like when we kind of got a different perspective on things. And so uh, I'll be interested to kind of look at behind the scenes things to see how they kind of recreated those moments. Cause oh uh, one thing about him, I think he definitely creates moments that we haven't necessarily experienced before on screen and in this day of age, cause there's so much out there that's really, really rare. And so I, I, I liked, I liked those moments a lot. So, um, so you, your, your overall feeling, you know, you didn't respond to it. Is this still a movie you'd recommend other people
1: to see or. Um, I would only because, and I have, I've told people, you know, here's what I think, but, but go see it again, because I don't want to sway somebody just because it's not my genre that I like. Uh, And plus, I like hearing and I love this conversation that you and I have had because I love talking about films that I don't get. Mm -hmm. Because it makes me think about them more and and I'm going to watch it again. Uh, I know I not want to because there's films that you know how it is you watch and you're like that was horrible. I will never want to see that again. That wasn't like that with this one. Again, I think I was disappointed and it wasn't what I what I wanted. But sometimes that's on me. Sometimes it's on the viewer and their expectations. So uh, I would recommend people see it only because I think Jordan Peele is such a great storyteller. And there's such great performances in this Mm -hmm. um, that anybody that puts that sort of effort behind something, I think it needs to pay off. I think people need to see it. You know, it's like going, it's like a it's like a work of art. I might not get it. I might not interpret it, but I think people should see it because a lot of work and energy went into it.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm, I'm... I'm pretty like amazed, pretty marvelled at what he's accomplished here. It's just another like third solid film in his canon. You know, um, I bet you you could even ask if you've seen all three, like kind of where you rank them. And I would not be surprised if there was different people that ranked them differently. They probably would shuffle them, you know, like mm-hmm. all around. Maybe Get Out would we'll get the top top spot, almost more so because it was like so new. You know, it's kind of like almost like the first album of a a band that makes it big you know what i mean it's kind of like you know but i I really do like i could i could probably like shift these movies around in my order and i really it's rare to find a filmmaker like that and man he keeps he keeps pulling it off so to speak and in my opinion as far as you know and that's that's really that's really tough to do and because this was a little different than what i expected uh that makes me excited uh just to see what he does next. And I think maybe this movie could maybe open them up to different types of genres a little bit. Um, So I'll be interested to see if it, maybe he does just a straight up comedy or if he still kind of does this supernatural maybe twilight zone mm-hmm. type of storytelling, but like the twilight zone, not every episode was the same. Each one had a different feeling. And so, uh and man, um I, I'm here for it. He at least, you know i don't get to the theater all the time but definitely if he has a movie out i'm like i have got to go see that in the theater
1: <laughs> so, yeah i'm the same way yeah there's nothing about this that's caused me to be off the, the jordan Peele wagon <laughs> yeah, at all yeah, yeah yeah for sure well cool well i
0: wanted to give you a chance you have lots of lots of stuff out there uh, you know where
1: can people uh, find uh, find your reviews where they where can they find your podcast um, the best place is just everything launches from the entertainmentanswer.com so if you go there you can link over to our instagram feed our twitter feed our podcasts are all there uh, you can obviously follow the entertainment answer podcast on spotify apple all that but everything originates from the EntertainmentAnswer.com.
0: awesome yeah and I, i'll just i'll just echo that matt covers all sorts of things and um and it's always interesting to you know hear your takes and your guest takes a lot of different opinions and you always have a good banter and um i have uh, some strong big brother opinions but i'll just save that for
1: <laughs> another time so well, when we get close to the finale you need to join us on our big brother podcast okay okay great yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah, i know you're a fan of the show so yeah i would love to get yeah. your input I, you know fan is starting of the show is starting
0: kind of waver a little bit you know uh when you start devoting so much time to
1: watching one thing, you know, and you're like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> how, how is this uh, like growing me as a person? Uh, you know, yeah, because
1: uh, it's a big, com- big brother is a big commitment. I mean, it's three it nights a week. That's and a lot. I
0: and I don't even watch the live feeds. I don't I see don't how either. people nobody do that. Nobody has time. No, yeah. nobody has time. So, um, yeah. but thanks for, uh, thanks for taking the time to do this. This, this, this has been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. I've really enjoyed it. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Matt always has great insights and I really hope you take the time to check out his website and see all the great things he's doing to cover entertainment. He always has really good guests on and always has a great perspective on movies. Remember, you can find us at moviesorlife.com for all past episodes, all the links to subscribe to our podcast, and also you can find all sorts of reviews, even for those movies that we don't review on this podcast. I hope everybody's having a great summer. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to tell your friends about us.